replace the word ransomware attack with disaster. So you have a disaster, everyone knows DR. We've been talking about DR as a service and DR and backups for years. But this disaster, as opposed to a fire or a flood or an earthquake, is intentionally targeting systems. This disaster is specifically evolving to target key systems to prevent you from recovering. It targets your domain controllers, it targets your backups, it can infect and encrypt your ability to restore. If you don't have immutable, off-net, write-once, read-many type of backups. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Incident Report presented by Quest Technology Management. I'm Paul Burke, Director of Technology Communications. Every week, I'm joined by VP of Sales and Partnerships, Adam Burke. The Incident Report brings you conversations with thought leaders, business innovators, and channel mavericks to help you stay productive and agile in a changing technology landscape. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Incident Reports. I'm one of your hosts, Paul Burke. Across from me, Adam, how are you doing today? Great, Paul. Locked and loaded. June 1st, 2023. Kicking off the summer. Kids are out of school. Heat index is spiking. All sorts of fun activities going on around the world. I'm ready to go today. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Have you heard that, Adam? You're supposed to say like rabbit, rabbit, rabbit at the first day of the month. I have not heard that you're supposed to say rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. But the Boston Celtics lost, which is great. So I'm happy. I don't know about you. <laughs> Please email us and, and let me know. Paul, you're, you're not dumb. That's a thing. Sounds like witchcraft. Sounds like the occult and some witchcraft. I think you might need to say some Hail Marys and get yourself squared away there, brother. If you're a witch out there and you're like, no, that's exactly what I do, let me know. Also, I realized that my intro, I don't feel like I'm bringing it strong, Adam. So I went to chat GPT and I said, hey, please write an excited voice, a intro for the incident report. Can I read that, Adam? Let's hear it. Let's hear what the uh, what chat GPT uh, launched out here. Let's see it. Let's see what they got. Ladies and gentlemen, tech enthusiasts and partners in the channel and innovation, welcome to the Incident Report. We unpack the latest news stories in the partner channel. Every week, we embark on a thrilling expedition, uncovering hidden gems that make our channel-loving hearts skip a beat. We'll take you behind the scenes, giving you exclusive insights and expert interviews, offering a peek into the dazzling world where groundbreaking ideas meet groundbreaking execution. Prepare for an adrenaline-fueled journey like no other. That was fantastic. Paul, I have an idea. Yeah. Next episode, what we're going to do is we're just going to we're just going to type into G chat GPT and that the entire episode needs to be scripted by AI and we just have to read <laughs> we just have to mouth what our machine master overlords dictate for us to say. I think that's a great idea. I, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong with giving AI the ability to self-code? There's a good idea. That's a great <laughs> idea. Let's do that. Like none of us have ever seen any of these horrible movies ever before. Yeah. No, let's keep, let's keep rolling down this train. I love it. If okay. Terminator taught us anything, Adam, it's that AI, we can trust it and it's going to do the best thing for us. I saw a guy I know in the channel. He had a LinkedIn post. He said, I hope everyone has a wonderful day. And it was a picture of Sarah Connor, like looking out on the park just before the H-bomb goes off and melts all the children. <laughs> oh, no. It's just a, it's just a still shot of that. And so if you've, if you've watched Terminator 2 like a million times like we have, you're like, oh, that's Sarah Connor's flashback right before she melts horribly during the H-bomb explosion over New York, over L.A. This intro that I did, it is heavily edited. It gave me an intro that's like 500 words. I cleaned it up. I edited it down. 
if anybody out there is like, hey, I should probably make friends with AI before it takes over, I'll tell you this. AI loves the phrase buckle up. They wrote buckle up so much. I had to edit it out probably like five times in the intro. They're like, buckle up. If you want to talk to AI and kind of use the language they love, huge fans of buckle up. Was the buckle up derived from looking at our podcast? Do we say buckle up a lot and we're not aware of it? No, I don't think so. I've never said, I can't remember ever saying buckle up. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Because it pulls, it pulls from the podcast, right? Because all the notes are, all the notes are, we are way off script right now, by the way. We are going down the rabbit hole Yeah, pretty deep here, but that's okay. That's okay. Apparently, according to this intro, we're currently uncovering hidden gems that make channel loving hearts skip a beat. So I feel like this conversation is we're embarking on a thrilling expedition, Adam, right now. That's that's good. Yes, it's good. Thrilling expedition. Skip a beat. Those are some good buzzwords, man. We got to get that. Get that. Get that in copy. Get that printed. Okay. You want to get into it? We'll get into some stories. Sure. Let's do it. Heading over to CNBC.com. The Trillionaire Club got a little bigger. NVIDIA. They popped over a trillion dollars in valuation, but then they dipped back down to just a measly 990 billion, which, so I don't really even know if this story is relevant because I don't care about a company worth 990 billion. We're talking, that's peanuts. So, yeah, so before I go into NVIDIA, like I think it's an amazing company. They're doing a great job. I think they've, I think they're getting scooped up a little bit into a bubble right now. I think there's some, there's, I mean, so just, just so we're all on the same page, NVIDIA is now worth, five times Cisco systems. Wow. A chip maker all of a sudden in the past two, two, three months here has ramped up significantly into, into a little bit of that, that bubble territory. So it's great. It's really cool. They're, they've ramped pretty significantly behind a lot of this AI uh, innovation and, and news stuff going on out there. But I think there's probably going to probably going to come back down to mark, come back down to uh, reality here pretty soon. It's, it's grown significantly. Did they come back down to reality when people started to worry about crypto? Everybody was investing in NVIDIA because all the crypto miners were using their GPUs maybe a year ago. NVIDIA took a real big hit. So in November of 2021, it, it peaked around $330 a share. And then, yeah, you're right. So it kind of started, people started getting worried about you know, cryptocurrencies and crypto winter and all that kind of stuff. And they're, they're using a lot of their GPUs. So it, it kind of fell back down to, you know, recent low of, I mean, it went 330 to 120 a share. Now it's $400 a share, right? Yeah. It's basically $400 a share. Yeah. It's gone from three to 112 back mm-hmm. up to, up to $400 a share in the last about 18 months. So pretty volatile, uh, a lot going on there, but this round is, is driven by the, the idea that you know ai is gonna take over and into their advanced processing chips and i mean i don't know if you guys remember but nvidia i mean they were they were the guys who 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 built all the gaming chips right i mean nvidia mm-hmm. was what you saw in the gaming consoles you saw it as you know in the alienware like ga- gaming laptop type of stuff it was primarily for for visual effects mm-hmm. and they've kind of completely taken over the market from a from an ai hype standpoint so you got some folks out there who are not quite buying into the hype. Okay. So we'll see how it goes. I feel like NVIDIA is the one selling the shovels in the 1840s to uh, all the 49ers running up the hills to find gold. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a tulip analogy in there too right now in the middle of the bubble. I think they're trading right now at something like 40 times next year's revenue, if I have that correctly. 
So that means that means you're saying the company is, is selling, you're, you're valuing a company at 40 times its revenue for next year's revenue. So, I mean, you're paying a lot of juice for, for that. I mean, it's a great company. They're doing a good job, nothing against them, but it's gotten a little hyperbolic. And usually when, when you see a stock you know, go, go vertical like that straight up, it's, it, someone's going to get burned. And if I hear you right, Adam, it's usually the people who aren't invested. So be sure to put all your money in NVIDIA. That's our hot tip. I'm being sarcastic. I'm not a professional. Don't take my words as gospel. Well, something they did that was kind of sneaky, sneaky, and you don't really hear about it much, but on Friday night, they did a release and, and raised it and they sold additional shares. Not that that's bad. Not that Companies can sell equity anytime they want. But on a Friday evening before Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. you know, right when they're about to cross the trillion dollar mark of valuation, they release a significant amount of shares in equity and sell it on the open market. Oh, just and, to nudge them across the trillion? No, no. Basically saying like, well, make hay when the sun is shining. If, you're, if your company is oh. valued at 40 times revenue and on a Friday night, just before a holiday weekend, you release a bunch of equity to the market and, and have it get scooped up by automatic trading. It's not illegal. It's not anything like that, but it's definitely a little, huh, you should look at that. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Like, don't look at, don't look at the hand over here. You know what? I'll look to chat GPT to come up with a great transition for me from that story to this story. They can help you out. They get, they're using uh, NVIDIA's GPUs. They'll yeah. help you out. So over at channelfutures.com, backups are prime targets for ransomware attacks. Most remain exposed. Veeam's 2023 ransomware trends report shows many pay the ransom, but don't always recover the data. In fact, a big portion don't recover the data. 39% of incidents, their backups are entirely lost. So there's a there's a lot of numbers, a lot of percentage in the story. Adam, what did you think of the report? Yeah, well, ransomware attack, and you know, for folks who are not aware, a ransomware attack is where bad actors basically get control of your environment, of your corporate data, of your systems, and and they basically hold your company for ransom by encrypting access and basically saying we own your environment or we own your critical data or we're going to release xyz or we're basically basically you lose control of your digital assets that's everything from your customer database to your accounting software to your your key systems everything communications everything what bad actors are doing is one of the best ways to survive a ransomware attack is if you had quality backups. So re- replace the word ransomware attack with disaster. So you have a disaster. Everyone knows DR. We've been talking about DR as a service and DR and backups for, for years. Ransomware is just another disaster. It's a version of a disaster. But this disaster, as opposed to a fire or a flood or an earthquake that might take out a critical system, or, or sever a communication line, this disaster is intentionally targeting systems. It's, it's not a collateral damage or effect of an earthquake. It's this disaster is specifically evolving to target key systems to prevent you from recovering. Disaster mm. recovery services used to be like, okay, hey, we lost this primary data connection, or we lost this backup, or we lost this, this system. Let's recover from backups. Let's recover from our, our replicate environment and will rebuild and, and get systems back online. Ransomware is a version of a disaster that then targets your recovery systems. It targets your domain controllers, it targets your, your backups, it, it, it can infect and encrypt your ability to restore if you don't have immutable, 
off net, write once, read many type of backups. And that's what I think a lot of the, the Veeam team here is talking about with their Veeam on event is the idea that, hey, you can have a local copy of your backups and you can have an offsite copy of your backups. But if you don't have an immutable copy, if you don't have a copy that you write one time and it stays that way and you cannot change it again until a certain period of time, that local copy and even that off offsite copy, because usually it's just a replicated version of that of that local uh, job, mm -hmm. those can get corrupted, those can get encrypted, those can get held for ransom as well. And then your only recovery point for that disaster, or there's just another disaster, has been targeted by that disaster. It's like the blob or whatever, it just keeps going and it goes after you and it, it locks you down. Eventually, if you don't have a move, if you can't recover and you have, a lot of these people have to pay the ransom. They just mm -hmm. pay it because they don't have the ability to survive on their own. And we see that all the time. We run an incident response, incident containment service where we help organizations recover from backups. We help organizations. We're a Veeam Cloud Connect partner and something that we're constantly communicating to our clients all the time is, do you have an immutable copy? Would you mm -hmm. like to add an immutable copy to, to your local offsite um, and just get, a, get another copy off net of your critical systems? I really like that analogy you mentioned, the blob. So the report also mentioned 16% said they could recover everything without paying a ransom, which actually fell from last year. Last year, it was 19% could recover without paying a ransom to the point you were making only 16%. That's, yeah, immutable backup is really, really important. And it's the ability to retrieve the data. And this goes, so we, and we talked about, I mean, you go back four or five years, we were talking to customers all the time. You have backups. That's great. This goes back to that discipline conversation that you and I have all the time. When was the last time you tested your backups? Because you don't want to be testing them when the hits the fan and, and you need to recover critical data, when you need to get your systems back online. Mm -hmm. Like that's not the time you want to find out that, oh, shoot, we should have been monitoring that backup job. That backup did not complete, or we were trying to replicate a SQL database and for whatever reason, it had a bunch of tables and we didn't quite get this portion of the backup completed. And now that file is corrupted and we can't recover from it. Mm -hmm. Like that is not the time in Sacramento when we were kids. I remember there was the quest ad in there and I still think we were convinced it was dad's shadow, but it, he always said it wasn't. It was a dude running through the airport. It was a shadow of a man running through the airport. It says, now is not the time to be worrying about your technology. Oh yeah. Um, remember that ad? That was a big deal. Love that ad. But that's the idea. When you're down hard or when you're in trouble, that's not the time to be realizing, you know, we should have tested our backups. So mm -hmm. it's no different. It's the same discipline. It's just a different version of, this, of a disaster. And people are realizing that this is a disaster that's got a brain. This is mm -hmm. a disaster that's got, a, got someone on the other end, other end of the wire trying to hurt you. And as opposed to building a disaster recovery plan around the probability of a fire or an earthquake or a flood, or a terrorist event or a global pandemic, this is an active event and you have to you have to treat it as such. And I think it's also important, don't trust that the insurance is gonna cover it because one of the things the report showed is that 21% have policies that exclude coverage for a ransomware incident. So you mentioned things are different four and five years ago. Four and five years ago, easier to get insurance, but uh, insurance is actually getting more expensive now and many policies won't even include ransomware incidents. Yeah, there's specific riders that are need, that need to be written and you need to pay for if you want to be covered for, for a ransomware event. 
and then there's different versions of how that ransomware event you know initiated and if that writer is going to cover that specific type of situation so i hate fud i hate fear uncertainty and doubt and getting people concerned about it about things but but in this case you know with backups and, and managing it it's not necessarily hey you gotta go buy this widget because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there who sell on fud you really better buy this new software pl- package or else you know you're putting your entire corporation at risk okay that's one angle but this is more of a i don't care what the software is I don't care what the platform is. Make sure you have an immutable copy off net that you can recover from and make sure you're testing your backups. Those are those are things that are just just straight just discipline of maintaining your IT environment and assuming that things can go sideways and they do and they go sideways quickly. Mm-hmm. A really good article channelfutures.com will have a link in the description. Adam, how many times today have you wondered what's happening in Australia? What's the IT environment? in Australia? At least seven, at least seven today. I think about our Aussie friends often. And I want to provide some answers, Adam. I don't want you just wondering what's happening. Channelinsider.com, Gartner forecasts strong government opportunities for MSPs in Australia. So you highlighted this article. It's really interesting. Why is what's happening in Australia? Is this a great little snapshot that's relevant to all of us? I like Channel Insider. I feel like they have pretty straightforward articles and they kind of have some good little nuggets of information. And I saw this around the Australian government and the CIOs and folks there. And, you know, they're grappling with similar similar challenges that we're seeing. And a lot of people don't know this about Quest, but Quest is pretty involved in what's called SLED, state, local education organizations around the country. So we do a lot of state and local government work. We have a NASPO value plant contract where we help service providers like ourselves and other organizations help deliver technology to the government sector. And we're seeing more and more government agencies around the United States needing help executing on upgrades, getting their systems to a steady state, migrating to either a private cloud instance or a certified government cloud instance like Microsoft GovCloud or, or a certified private cloud that we are providing. They're pretty far behind, and this article kind of calls out a lot of similarities that I was, I've was i been seeing in our state and local government engagements, similar things going on over there. So I think it's a great opportunity for managed service providers, you know, system integrators like Quest and MSSPs to help uh, government organizations support, maintain, and operate their environments because they don't have the people. They're, they're having a hard time retaining talent. There's a real skill shortage in, in, in advanced and even just standard system administration. So it's a, a huge opportunity, I think, for anyone that can help deliver in, in the government space. And it's happening in Australia. Our, I know our friends at, I think our friends at Tolaris have a trade winds down there in Australia. I know our friends at Avant have some folks over in the UK that are helping out there. So we have distributors and folks that, are, that we work with as a service provider that are servicing countries all over the world. We're in the South Pacific. We're helping. We have folks in Sydney. We did a Cisco 9K uh, deployment the other day in Perth, Australia. I didn't even know where Perth, Australia was, to be honest with you. I had to look it up on a map. It's But for those of you who, who you know, got above a sea in, in high school geography, it's on the it's on the west coast of, of the great continent of Australia. I think, you know, these these economies are more similar than they are different. So that's you know, that's why this one kind of caught my eye, Paul. Adam, those are great. Those are great stories. Good ones, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, good I thought they were good ones this week. So, and we didn't even have to use ChatGPT. You know, next time, maybe, hey, here's an idea, Paul, for our next mm. episode. Yeah. Ask ChatGPT what are the top three most relevant articles to channel communications and channel sales agents, and and maybe we'll pick one or two of those. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Yeah, let's make this AI do our job. 100%. <laughs> Real quick, before we forget, Partner Forum, um, Quest Partner Forum, June 7th, 9 a.m. Pacific. Yeah, so we've got the Partner Forum. We do it once a quarter. So we have channel leadership on the call. We go over the latest and greatest, what's happening with Quest. We do live discussions with our partners, kind of good Q&A, great opportunity to provide feedback. Hey, I like this. I don't like that. You know, you guys are awesome here. You stink at this. Whatever it is, pretty candid. So we'd like to have uh, partners on there to talk uh, with what, what's going on. And then this quarter, we're showcasing a couple as a service offerings in the infrastructure services space uh, around video surveillance, access control, and manage Wi-Fi. So kind of a little bit of, hey, what's the latest and greatest? What's happening? And some new stuff out there for our partners. So it's a great, great time. Very casual. Love for you to join. If you haven't joined, talk to your channel manager or check us out on our partner portal. Uh, you just click the link and you can register for the event. So look forward to seeing everybody on the 7th at 9 a.m. Pacific. Love it. Sounds good. Adam, have an amazing week. Everybody listening, thank you for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. The Incident Report is brought to you by Quest Technology Management. With over 40 years of experience, Quest is a leading technology integrator working seamlessly with your staff and systems to achieve your IT goals. Learn more about everything they do at questsys.com. And if you have questions or suggestions for the podcast, you can always email Adam and myself at theincidentreport at questsys.com. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time.